Welcome everybody to Community. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. I'm your host, Kenny Jones. And today with me, I have the one and only Andre 1K in the building. What it do? What it do? What's up, Kenny Jones? What's good, man? How are you? I'm good, man. <clears throat> just relaxing. I just, I just got up with, I, um, I'm excited about more music to come and like I'm already itching to release new stuff so I think Catalyst, I'm glad that it was what it was because I feel like it's just gonna push everything else forward so I'm excited man. Right yeah we definitely gonna get more into that. Uh, let's start off with the people to let them know how we met. I think it's one of the best stories honestly and you just muted yourself too. <laughs> So, um, so basically, it was like the begin. It was the beginning of my like second year of school, and basically, you know, when you go to a primarily white institution, you literally have to have your nose to the ground and talk to random. You see a black person on campus, they gotta be there. They have got to be there. They, they got a student there. Cause ain't nobody just ain't nobody black just pulling up to, to ain't nobody pulling up to just walk around campus. So Yeah, the campus is way too big. Yeah, I see a, a, a black I see a black like it was like a mom and dad situation. And we was just like was like um hi like do you need help like finding because we knew people was looking for a drc and so it was like oh yeah um <laughs> i'm i'm uh, i'm <laughs> he was like we met your dad and then he was like he started talking about like being an alpha and stuff and then um then yo then we was like, okay, the BRC is this way. And then it was like, oh, what's, like, what's your son name? Oh, he's Kenny Jones. <laughs> and then I think he said something along the lines that he was at Reback or something. So then we, I think me, <laughs> I think just went and got our shoes. <laughs> Immediately goes to Reback. <laughs> and mind you, this is like 20, like a cool 20 minute, 30 minute walk away from where Remac at. Right, so I right. Ended up driving or something. I don't know. That part's kind of shaky. <laughs> well, anyway, we walk into the gym and like you was already playing. And then me and Kyler just like, yo, Kenny Jones. And he's just like, yo, what <laughs> going on? My whole my whole name is out. <laughs> I, I literally just got here. Like I think, literally, I, I think you, that might have been your first, maybe hour. <laughs> there, so you literally would have only met the people you was hooping with, and then maybe yeah, those roommates, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe some people with the track team, maybe. But I don't think you would have even gotten a chance to meet them yet, because you 
just got just you. touched down there and then and then me and Carla's like yo what's up Kenny Jones how you doing man and you was just like okay first off <laughs> and then we had to go through the whole spiel just like oh like you know, we we work we work with the black students on campus, and you know we found your parents. We met your dad already, and you know we just wanted to make sure you felt welcome. That you know there's people here that is cool and just want to want to see you shine, man. And then we played basketball. Um, I think that was the day you almost dunked. <laughs> yeah, what? Well. <laughs> I think you almost dunked on like, and it was like on a putback or something random. I'm like. I'm like this dude is like you on. I was like you on the track team, right? Because <laughs> I was like, bro, he's like dummy athletic. <laughs> like I was like, moving. <laughs> I was like, yo, um, and then from there it was, it was history. Like it was just it was it was just easy from there, man. That that's the case where a lot of people like I just I met their parents before they. <laughs> Man, with that, I mean, why don't you let the people know where you're from and how it's kind of different than, uh, you know, this PWI that we uh, landed in. Yeah, so I'm from uh, I'm from Shelby, North Carolina. Um, it's like like 45 minutes, an hour ish away from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different just because there's not as much diversity of people so like it's black people and white people right that's it (laughs) like there was one person that was mexican at the whole high school sheesh maybe it might have been two but i mean at least in my grade there was like immediately that you can recognize and see there was like one Right. And then there might have been, I don't even remember seeing an Asian person at all from any country. Jeez. No. <laughs> so from there, it kind of just like, in a way, it kind of proves why it was kind of good that I moved around a lot because from there I moved to Florida then to Texas right into California so I think it was kind of good that I left just to get the, that diversity of experience right right that diversity of just like how you know people can just be different like and it not be any type of like bad thing but just people are different right and from back home, um, <laughs> there's just, it's just not as much, um, I would say like resources and like, kind of like, uh, just people overall. Cause like my, my hometown has like 30, something like 35,000 people. Right. And I think all of UCSB was... Yeah, we were in the 30s. It was something like that, like 35. I mean, if you take it into account staff, right? like bad students, like professors, 
it might it might be like 40 50,000 that's just on like not students but just that's around campus every day right continuously so that was the I mean <laughs> that was bigger than my whole town just living on campus right <laughs> like, for sure it had more I mean it probably had just as many uh, I mean it had, it had just as many amenities yeah that's true just packed into a like smaller space but mm-hmm. I think um where I'm from really helps to shape my like foundation of just like how I how I kind of like view view everything is very like um instrumental to change and instrumental to like you know experience and stuff if you know what I'm saying because like yeah yeah I'm from like they're it like because people be out here and it's like I'm bored and it's like how on earth you live in California and be bored there's so much to do just because it ain't raining or it ain't like it ain't snowing or something like you can just <laughs> weather, like back home the weather dictate everything like bro if it's raining for two three days straight and it's 50 degrees ain't nobody doing anything bro. yeah yeah i remember yeah. i was in uh missouri and it rained snowed and was sunny on the same day and i was like how can i function like yeah, what can like, i do what plans you about to make today right so I'm always appreciative of that and remembering that like there's so many blessings to you know everywhere we live you know what I'm saying yeah that's dope um so you're during your time at UCSD you studied political science right yeah and from that we prospered this new uh path that you took along called world of the day I think you could talk about that a little bit for us yeah, I was wanna this was like a long time ago, like I wanna say like at least four or five years ago at this point, where yeah. I was I was trying to make an app that would send people a political word each day um, or each week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it would automatically get sent to their phone and it would just it wouldn't be like um like social media or anything but that was gonna be like a way to because even back then i noticed that people kind of like gatekeep information right so like when it comes to um like all these words I learned when I got to college like it took me a solid year to even feel comfortable talking in a room just because it was like it was just kind of overwhelming the amount of information I was kind of expected to just talk yeah yeah I was like bruh no bruh no one talks like this (laughs) (laughs) but what I realized is that it's not the responsibility of everybody else it's the responsibility of me to take on the challenge of learning this vocabulary right i also wanted to make it very like accessible because a lot of the vocabulary is buried in like a 300 page book or like um, something like that so i was like how can i pull out just the words that I know and the stuff that I know and just share it and just make it be what it is and so that's kind of where that came from right and super accessible 
yeah and like so i wanted to put i put it on instagram just because i feel like i could still have the interaction and have people share it and talk about it and it's kind of serving the same purpose yeah definitely and i think it is definitely helping to do what i wanted because i feel like it can't we can't be reactively talking about everything right like when i had made that post about the coup like what a coup was that was because i just looked at the world and i was like i think people need to understand what this word actually means it was right on time (laughs) (laughs) and that was like in it was like beginning of november it was like right after the election and they were you know they were talking about i don't know like oh you you know Biden's about to win when they count all these votes in three weeks and I'm like eh, this, this ain't looking good for <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I'm like this ain't looking good for like transferring power you feel me because yeah. in every every presidential election up until this one mm-hmm. um, and probably I think the George Bush one too George Bush and Al Gore election when um, it took a while because of Florida or something like that. Right. But for the most part, there was never this like active assault on the integrity of all voting in the United States. Now, do people question Florida's integrity? For sure. (laughs) Right. But no one was like, Arizona, Nevada, uh, where else did the Georgia? Oh, uh, all of these politicians coming out and saying the votes was fake. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, they trying to plan a coup. <laughs> <laughs> what else could you be trying to do when you say stuff like that? Because in every other country in the world, mm-hmm. every other country in the world, that's the formula to setting the coup up. Like, oh, this, man, y'all believe these election results? I'm gonna get these choppers out and decide who the real president. Man. <laughs> That's what happened. That's literally what happened. And so you go to November and then December, January. Two months later, um, we in January, and what do we see? People storming the Capitol, and they were calling it. And see, they were calling it an assault on the Capitol or something. Right. I ain't seen not one gun fired. I ain't seen they, they walked in. They walked into it, broke the glass, and just said, we coming in. What you mean? And they found bombs there too, right? They found bombs in three different places, Kenny. Hey, that's the most sweat under the rug. <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. They just swept that part under the rug. Yeah, there was three pipe bombs and they was trying to kill AOC. Yeah. They just, just swept it under the rug. Yeah, and then in Nashville, someone blew up an entire city block. It's yeah. just like that. Didn't someone steal a laptop or something too? Yeah, somebody ch- somebody stole uh Nancy Pelosi, like a laptop. I know they got several laptops, so I doubt the laptop was right, there. Right, right. But I'm sure there's probably something. I mean, there's a reason it was in her office, so. Yeah. 
But yeah, he they was gonna try to sell the laptop to Russia. Like these are like serious. Yo, yo, I mean, of the crimes that pe- people have been doing, I guess at, at protests and, and even riots. Right, right. These riots where they burn down one Burger King, like, or they they burn down a Wendy's. Bro, niggas is not knowing it take like thirty k to open a Wendy's, maybe. If that, if that, I think it's thirty k to open a Wendy's, bro. They ain't hurting for that bread, bro. And At they all. got especially for fires. Yeah, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. We wanted a makeover. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we needed a new kitchen anyway. Go ahead. Go, hey, make sure you get them registered. Like, <laughs> let me grab the nuggets. <laughs> but, yeah, like, so I think that's why that word of the week thing. It's it's been, you know. It's been motivating me to keep like reading and keep like sharing because I realize like a lot of people just don't know this stuff. And I realize I see that more than I see people just actively being hateful or actively like, oh, I know that's a word, but I'm gonna still be an asshole. Like, that's rare. I've never really yeah. seen so I yeah. think it's better to just share and share and share. Put it, put it in a normal place like the Instagram timeline. You can scroll through Meg Stallion booty. Uh, <laughs> uh, scrolling. Oh, here's a nice car. Oh, here go LeBron with some like quote. Oh, capitalism. <laughs> That's really how the social media be though. Because I know, because I'm on my timeline, and if I'm if I'm not seeing it on mine, and I'm not seeing it on like no one else is sharing it today's story, like no right, one else, right. is, like not yeah. to the level, yeah, um, and, and probably yes, probably other people are. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, on what I can control with my my Instagram account, I was tired of kind of like post, like I was like at a certain point, I was just literally posting bullshit. Like I I would just post right. a meme. And just say move, <laughs> like it would just be some complete random, some SpongeBob, SpongeBob random randomness. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I know not use this for a purpose. Even if on my small level of the amount of followers I got, what if that changes the light bulb for somebody else, for somebody else, for somebody else? For somebody right. Else? I think that's why I appreciate it so much, like personally too, because. At least for me, I know almost nothing about political science because of like our background in like uh, science. What is, I don't know, traditional science. So like, it's like the same type of language type of thing, you know? Like, I just don't know that language. So it's definitely cool to have that. And it's really, I think the thing is, is what I'm realizing is that people have the language, but it's the, um, it's like that translating it through words part, like, Right. Like, I've been telling people all the time, like, my mom, who has, you know, she ain't, she, she ain't went to no university or nothing. She mm-hmm. has a, a much better understanding of capitalism and its impacts on people. And she can, she speaks it. She says everything I say. Right. She didn't use the word institutionalized racism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like when we start making words mean things it starts a, a foundation of learning that moves society forward because i'm tired of people just making up what they want words to mean like 
that's not what that means ignorance isn't a negative word right right this means the act of not knowing right right meaning i just didn't know that yeah you call me ignorant because i said <laughs> something factual <laughs> that's not what ignorance means so yeah. like i, I want to go back to words meaning things like if you calling somebody a fascist that means something yeah yeah being a, a liberal person that means something being just a, taking titles yeah it's not just oh conservatives are people who disagree with me like no no it's a lot of conservative people that's so-called acab and black lives matter and they conservative as hell yeah yeah on the scenes on t a on the timeline on the timeline boy they ready to take down the system Man. Once, once the the Biden election come, they talking about outfits. <laughs> I saw that. No, stop. I was like, wait, this the math carry the <laughs> expo- exponent like the math ain't mathing, yo. Right. But speaking of words and power. I know there's one that you hold pretty dear to your heart too, and that's sustainability. Now I know that you've been doing like a lot of things uh, to kind of like drive that forward and push for like your own self-sustainability and you know other people's in the future. Uh, what are some of the projects that you're doing that maybe you could share and tell the people? So first off, like sustainability kind of comes from my love of the earth and my right. love nature and animals and the fact that like animals are way smarter than people like if you look at the average ant i honestly believe ants maximize their intelligence to a level that humans probably never can right there's a weaver ant that's in the philippines well, i don't know if it's just in the philippines but they build they nest in trees and they use leaves and they use their pupa like their babies yeah the silk so they literally pick up the babies and use the silk from the babies to weave the the leaves together and stick them together to make a basket right 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 they have no they have basically like no brain bro like but they do understand that their survival is based on the other ants around them. Right. Humans can't even figure that out. <laughs> How smart are we? How developed and advanced are we? That's what I'm saying, man. That's why we gotta have community. <laughs> yeah. And so when we have when we have sustainability like um in the in the animal world, it just naturally it makes it easier you don't gotta do you don't gotta do all this hard stuff like um and so for me one of my biggest sustainability things is like localizing my resources meaning like what can because as much as you can be like you know conscious or whatever of sustainability at the end of the day the thing that is least sustainable about everything is you eating food that was grown 400 miles away. Right. And then having to get on a truck and with, with 
I mean, we know the gas prices. We know what gas is doing to the earth. So yeah, it's bringing do. all that fuel to get that orange to that house. That one orange. Now, I don't know if you ever seen an orange tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, like, if you had an orange tree, like, I, when I lived in Florida, we had an orange tree in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Bro, it makes so many oranges, it's impossible to eat them all. <laughs> That's really how the trees be, though. <laughs> yeah, like, it's impossible to eat them all. So with that in mind, it's kind of like, okay, what's more sustainable? Getting this one orange from the store that was driven by a big ass semi tractor truck to the to the store, then I gotta get in my car, go to the store. Right. That's that's I think people don't think about that part of sustainability. It's very much so at the end. Right. Like, right. oh well, I got it organic, or I got it, you know, blah blah blah, or I got it from this really sustainable blah blah blah. But then I ask people, I'm like, but where did it come from? Did it come from your, your community? Did it come from around you? Because honestly, I don't care what it is. If it didn't come locally in your like county, at least, like it probably ain't sustainable. Yeah. Because in the past, people never ate. Like you wasn't just eating whatever. You can't just eat gr- grapes in December, my nigga. Yeah, that's me. That's not normal. It's not yeah. normal to just eat like strawberries in January. That's a that's something else that people don't think about. And so some projects I'm working on, um, I guess some foundations. Um, I'm I'm growing plants. I'm growing like vegetables outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I started to realize like it's not that we waste food it's that there's no way to buy vegetables fresh in a natural way from the store once they cut they already lose all day i had some fresh kale from my garden where i just went outside two (laughs) steps snipped a couple leaves washed it up and cooked it man i (laughs) that's the best kale way better because it wasn't because you got to think it wasn't cut for three days and then right. i picked it up fresh at the store right nah, i just got it 10 minutes ago yeah from it growing yeah so i got the garden outside and that's gonna all expand too like my plan is to have a farm and stuff one day so i'm growing these plants now outside and then I have an aquaponic fish tank in the crib and I use that basically to grow my guinea pigs. Like they got some snacks. I'll be growing I'll be growing little pea sprouts for them out of the top of the fish tank. That's super dope. And yeah, and with aquaponics, like I feel like that's the future in general, just because I don't it's going back to the localized theme. Mm-hmm. If if you could set up like uh, aquaponic systems in people's neighborhoods or in their communities and it can feed you know the community and it not need to use as much water aquaponics uses a tenth of the water of, of natural farming a tenth ten so you gotta think what happens to that water once you water it it's exactly. gone right <laughs> yeah it's gone i mean it's gonna either evaporate or the plant's gonna absorb it and then it don't recycle back through you gotta put more water more water put more water yeah yeah 
But aquaponics, it's a reservoir and it just it cycles through. Right. And, and so, you have the uh, like the different stuff from the, the fish that are in there too or whatever organisms yeah, you have so the too. Fish, the fish backs, everything is natural. It's like a it's an ecosystem. Right. The fish and then it goes back to fertilizer too. You don't need fertilizer. Right. Because the fish is bringing a natural, you know, when it comes to plants, they need nitrogen, potassium, uh, calcium, magnesium at different stages. Yeah. You can get you can get a plant that in any way. You want it to be, you know, like you want it to be some old uh some old like fish you ain't you finish with and you want to use that to feed the garden you can use that or you can get some fertilizer that has all of this you can use worm castings you can use like you there's so many things you can use to create those things but those are the basic elements every plants need mm-hmm. so as long as you're giving that through the aquaponic system that's the, that's the future like and i feel like that's on a small scale that's what I feel like every community needs because you can have fish and you can have vegetables and food and some people grow trees with aquaponics. I ain't I ain't look too deep into that, but that it's, possible, it's possible to grow trees um, in an aquaponic environment. And so I just wanna I wanna keep influencing that movement yeah. because people are gonna be forced to do that anyway, bro. Not even on no like funny shit, but just because of how the environment is starting to change and how climate is changing. I don't know if we will have a choice. Like, yeah. it might need to be that we have to have aquaponics locally in order to even have food. Like, being able to, uh, at least certain foods, I would say, like, right. you can grow lettuce fucking anywhere. Yeah. Like, My dad and I were talking about that, too, because he was saying, like, hey, you think global warming is real? And I was like, yeah, I do. But why do you, like, ask? And he's like, the snow we used to have back in the day in Detroit was, like, eight feet nine feet he's like what's happening right now is nothing he's like i believe it now i believe it it's coming and i was like what yeah and then, the earth? and then you know you know from living in san diego they they showed us that lie that it don't get hot so then they build every building without ac and it's it's miserable because it's, it's like miserable. bruh 90 to, it will get <laughs> <laughs> miserable 90 degrees and everybody talking about some oh you it, it's beautiful weather all year and I'm like well when I since since your boy been here no it's been hot hot is <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where that that part comes in and then on the other sustainable tip um I, I grow weed too like I grow marijuana cannabis yeah. whatever I know people people have their own word they call it um but that goes again in the same vein right sustainable if, if everything is relying on the plug that ain't a sustainable process <laughs> <laughs> because where is that we i don't know where it came from and bruh probably don't know where it came from that's facts and it, you just supposed to trust you know the homie that's got the and it's like there ain't nothing wrong with that it ain't nothing wrong with that but what i'm saying is it's not sustainable because yeah same process i just think every person that smoke weed should have their own plants that's what i believe yeah because again you localizing it it's in your career it's in your house it's your stuff you controlling what you're putting into it like yeah. 
it's not coming from, you know, I mean, some people, they stuff coming from California to where they at, and they got to pay that up tax. That up, up, up tax. And if they ain't paying up tax, they playing some some down tax for some booth. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, it's like, that's not sustainable. If I want to be high as fuck, I should probably be growing it. Honestly. Because then I control all of that part and I'm going to always have it. You know what I'm saying? And then I can use this as a resource to give to other people. Like, right. You know, like, I want it. I want weed to be as normal as you know. You pulling up to somebody's house and they, you know, they ask for a drink. Oh, you want some water? You want a blunt? That's how I need to be. Like, why? Why have to be so? It honestly makes zero sense that the government regulates it like that. And like, alcohol has so many more detriments, <laughs> and it's legal and it's chill. Proven, proven, yeah. proven detriments to people so much proven that it was prohibited and people got so antsy that it started international <laughs> crime rings and it started nascar wait really NASCAR, yes nascar was started in north carolina well i guess you would say florida because of the daytona 500 yeah but basically, nascar was started in north carolina because all the moonshine people like like People, people back home where I'm from, everybody be like, we call it white liquor, but I guess people call it moonshine, but that's that's some like other hue type shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, black folks call it white liquor, so back then to run away from the cops, people would like uh, fix up their cars to be faster and like. Uh racing cops trying to get away from them and the cop cars wasn't really now bro it's wild bro we 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 fucking going against transformers <laughs> them things be moving hey yo they got whole computer systems uh scanner thing bro we we going against transformers back then it was some dude named jim bob that was the deputy so man <laughs> <laughs> hey, they could get away from bro, but yeah, that's how NASCAR started. Cause they basically all these people that would run liquor, they would they would get together and you know start racing their cars, cause like they got they got the fastest whips, and then you know that's how it ended up starting. So for all of that to happen out of alcohol, like weed is like I feel like it's just some it's like a plant, bro. Like it's like there's no. Um, there's no reason that people should be trying to regulate something that can't be regulated. Like, okay, if I smoke one blunt, me, right? Right, right. What does that even mean? We don't have no idea what that means for nobody's body. Yeah. If I take two shots, there's implications with that. There's implications with that. That's going <laughs> to affect anybody. Yeah, like, might not affect everybody the same way, especially if you got some mid. If you sm- okay, if you smoke a blunt of mid and I smoke a blunt of some loud, we not gonna be the same high. You're so not. That means, that mean we both can't drive. That don't make sense. Yeah, yeah. People been doing all of this stuff with alcohol for years, and just because it's legal, 
people think it's okay and that's why i always attack these systems of our society and government because it's like legal just because something like it's legal to put kids in cages right fuck the fuck does legal mean <laughs> like how, how does that make it's legal to put somebody in jail and know they didn't do it but they got they in jail still <laughs> we gotta start uh, uh, understanding what we mean by legal and who that impacts yeah 100 percent. but those are the those are the things i'm kind of like focused on right now it's like looking at looking at what i consume in my environment and what i'm like bringing in like paying money like if i'm buying weed if i'm buying food and groceries what am i consuming and how can i decrease my consumption because people always reduce reuse recycle right y'all know that right right? yeah yeah yeah. they only put energy into recycle and then the energy they put into recycle was minimal they barely recycled they barely put any energy behind it not looking into any of the facts just throw it in there right and so for me when i learned about it at home it was reduce and reuse black people been reducing and reusing we most sustainable motherfuckers <laughs> black and indigenous people how yeah, for we real. most sustainable people yeah for real because we reduce and reusing the old butter tub to put leftovers in that's reducing and reusing yeah and that has value and i think a lot of black folks have a kind of negative association with sustainability because it just seems like unaccessible information but in reality we practice it all the time reusing a pickle jar is reducing reusing like you being sustainable and um i want to just uplift that because i know that we're already we're all we're already doing the work yeah and just highlighting that um with your page smoke something right um what i know exactly what you do on those page on that page but what are some of the things that you hope to do with that page so basically what that page i I, i've been really looking into this like cannabis industry thing for a minute now and something that i'm noticing like one of the statistics that bothered me the most that i learned is that 99 percent of the cannabis industry is white 99 99 what's i know the other 1% isn't just black either <laughs> right so the insanity of that thought <laughs> is what drove me to wanting to make this page and be a part like start that process of you know if it's me being an influencer or whatever but not even really um or if it's like me you know showing other people my process so they can start growing right Uh, oh no no it wasn't that in the industry it was 99 percent of it are growers like of of weed growers it it wasn't right 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 so 99 percent of the people that grow are white that makes more sense and so i was just like that's a that's insane bro there's too many people there's too many people i know right now that sell weed right they ain't never seen the plant never like it's people that been hey they've been flipping hey they've been flipping packs they've been doing (laughs) 
but ain't never seen the plant alive in no stage. And I'm just like, that's that's out of pocket. Yeah, that's like the essence of it. That's the that's the process. Right. And so from there I'm just like, okay, what do what do I need to do to you know show people on my very small again on my small level like what where can you start it i started in a bucket right a five gallon two five gallon buckets on top of each other with a light on top and a couple pc fans yeah i grew some gas and so it's like trying to be that voice to just be different for one but also a place to like you know maybe one day if you know this thing keeps growing because it is gonna grow but just uh as like the growing side like the size of the operation grows and as more people follow like really starting to show people that you don't have to make the weed grow this like i don't i don't know like an inaccessible type of thing or like marketed a certain type of way to where it's like uh we're just we're smoking weed for the high like i kind of want to i want it to be that but also like truly helping people right yeah. there's a lot of people that's on all these pharmaceuticals and all these drugs and all these pills and if they could if they could grow us like a, like as much weed as i'm growing in my in my in my crib like they wouldn't have to take them pharmaceuticals no more exactly and they would be, feel better like and for one like my mom she's one of those type of people that like she feels worse taking all that medicine yeah um it kind of keeps you functional but it doesn't make you feel good yeah all those side effects right and so i want to keep on you know being that voice and you know having those talks with people on the live but also just sharing more content because i feel like there's not a lot of black cannabis growers period and so showing that you know we can do it and we should be doing it and it's our responsibility because it's too many black people i feel like for me it's too many black people locked up for a gram for me not to be growing loud like i need to be growing pounds yeah legal i need to be growing pounds they got people locked up for a gram a gram it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense to me they got people locked up for weed paraphernalia like a bong or like a, a piece or something and it's got cannabis residue so they going they in jail out and still I better be going some down pounds and people are taking classes on it getting their degrees in it they got tv shows kenny they got competitive tv shows cooking with cannabis i did see that that looked kind of cool cooking with cannabis but it's really out of pocket Oh yeah, you get a ten thousand dollar prize. We got all this weed in here, but here go this ten thousand dollar prize if you win this competition today. Like, word, niggas is still locked up. Do y'all realize that? Still. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do with Smoke Some is just be a platform for you know the folks that's not mainstream in the cannabis industry, basically. That's super dope. I think as a future healthcare provider that, you know, we really need to focus on those uh, different like medicinal things that can help you that aren't having these ne negative side effects that you were saying, because like, if it helps you, why should we take that away from you? 
exactly. why should it be regulated like that you know we can work with this process and still make it so that you can live your life peacefully and enjoy it um kind of similar to how people treat acupuncture you know there's no written form that says like acupuncture is actually helping anybody it's more of like a placebo so definitely with it i'm definitely with destigmatizing it and just letting people know that it's okay and that you can be safe and comfortable and all that stuff yeah and like when you look at especially when it comes to the healthcare of, of not just your physical but your mental because yeah me the reason what turned me into smoking more weed is just for my mental health honestly right because, like the pill route with mental health it's a slippery slope it's, I, I i tried to ask them i'm like so am i going to be on this forever like do i gotta i once i do this i gotta like i gotta take this for now on yeah and that just seems iffy to me and it's no judgment to nobody else yeah it's iffy to me just because again sustainability how sustainable is it for me to survive and go through my life if i need this highly processed pill every like i gotta take it all the time how sustainable is that yeah i don't smoke weed like i don't smoke weed you know i might be like oh dang i don't smoke weed let me go look but like there's no true like there's no repercussion there's no reverse side effect yeah it's not like really that bad like you know there's no withdrawals like yeah stuff like i smoke I smoke like a lot, but I don't smoke a lot at a time, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I smoke frequently, but I don't smoke a lot. So yeah. like um like when I if I if I don't got if I if there's something like for me, like I'm never gonna smuggle weed through the airport just so I can smoke whenever I go home or something. Yeah, no. For me, people say you can do it, but I'm like Ugh. It's not that serious to me. Yeah. Like I'm at home anyway. Like maybe, like maybe somebody gonna have some gas or something when I'm there. If they don't, who? It's not gonna be as good as California anyway. That's facts. So that's just how I feel about it. But, but yeah. Yeah. So speaking of like doing stuff for yourself, you just dropped a project called Catalyst, and honestly <laughs> it's been on repeat it's been on repeat man you did your thing it's a beautiful piece let's let's talk about that a little bit and you know your motivation for doing it um maybe a favorite song you know and uh you had a lot of cartoon references too um so maybe you could talk that talk about that a little bit too um i would say like okay my favorite song is probably destro but the song that I knew was gonna be fire was Imposta. Just because when I heard the beat to Imposta, I felt I felt myself dancing. I don't know. Like, I, like it felt like a club song where people was turning up, but it wasn't like a it was like everybody two-stepping or everybody like everybody's together type of thing. That's how it it pictured in my head. Like everybody's in a club or song. I'm a hope. I'm a monster too much. Yeah. It just sounded like a group of people saying it, not yeah. just 
I don't know how to describe that. Nah, definitely. I felt that too. And so, but Destro is my favorite song because my mom used to have us watching G.I. Joe, like old, old G.I. Joe. Like my mom's the cartoon, like, she know every cartoon, yo. Like she had us watching like 1965 Spider-Man and like, used to like before netflix was on streaming and stuff netflix used to be like you would get dvds sent to your house right 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 you had to send it back type thing that's what netflix was yeah i don't think he's remember that <laughs> but uh she would get the gi joe um old cartoons and in gi joe there's this character named destro um and He's a arms dealer that kind of like works for both. He works for himself though. Uh-huh. Like, so when it's beneficial for him to work with Cobra and like basically the, I guess the bad guys or whatever, the terrorist group. Yeah. He's supposed to like, you know, help them get weapons or whatever. But when it's beneficial for him to work with G.I. Joe, like the American heroes, propaganda, it's all propaganda, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he would work with them. And so I just always was just intrigued by his story and everything about his character. Cause he's like super in love with, uh, I think her name's the Baroness or something. Yeah. And like he, and it, I just relate, I just relate to how he moved through the show because <laughs> he really was just worried about his old lady getting to the bag. Like that's all, like at the end of the day, that's what he was worried about. But he was getting to the dough. Like he was about bread. He was about what was the best business decision. Yeah, yeah. If the best business decision was not to get caught by the GI Joe dudes, he would <laughs> he would exit the mission. Like, <laughs> all right. He'd be like, peace, y'all, y'all, y'all can get caught. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like. I think like that's that's my favorite one because it's the one that like reminds me of the most of like I don't know just kind of like a creative way to look back at being a kid and watching GI Joe and putting myself into into the universe I guess yeah you jumping into it yeah and like I really I really that's my favorite song and I like the beat on it too like it sounds it sounds nuts in the car yeah sound nuts in the car yeah um, but uh as far as like the other cartoon references i feel like for me i just know like i feel like it's like the it's like what do you call it uh it's like juxtaposition that's something i'm exploring a lot mm-hmm. and that basically like juxtaposition and contradictions that's kind of what i'm exploring in catalyst is like what are the contradictions that we live through and accept and like what what things can be juxtaposed against each other to bring a point or compared to each other to bring a point so like if i say somebody a hating ass nigga that's not gonna land as well as if you hating ass nigga like mr crocker like you know <laughs> bro you was bro, you was obsessed fairies <laughs> but but you know but but i think that's the thing about cartoons that it can 
bring the picture of the story like as if all these cartoon characters was in the song or something and it can be into the story in a lot easier and accessible way and kind of turning it on his head like you know um i i think i think those are the references that make me laugh too because i want like a lot of the the stuff i talk about in my songs again it's like contradicts each other so it's like um talking about you know wanting to you know i guess like <laughs> like i'm telling <laughs> people of like yo this system is fucked up but i'm trying to get high but i'm trying to get faded and where where all the shotties at and then at the same time let's go chill and then at the same time like it's so many things that kind of but i think that's the natural thing of life and yeah try to shy away from those contradictions to be consistent with something and it's like i have never met a person who didn't contradict themselves and and own their contradictions up until they start talking about it then they're like oh well i'm not contradicting myself and like it is a contradiction <laughs> excuse me you are yeah like you can't say oh like it's you know uh, i think people should be arrested for x y and z and then you going out doing illegal u-turns in your whip people do that all the time they do that all, all the time. time all the time or they don't stop all the way to stop sign you you broke the law yeah I think there, I think there's a stat that says the average person commits like one felony a day. Whoops. Yeah, because it's just we're all of those contradictions that we use to try to separate ourselves from each other. It only benefits to serve white supremacy when we don't embrace them. Right. And we don't like actually have a conversation about it of how you can be better or something like that. Yeah, definitely. So that's what I try to explore in the album too. Like that's another theme, and then just uh, I feel like also like I wanna I wanna highlight I, I highlight police violence a lot in my songs because mm-hmm. it interrupt like it kind of almost to me it it fits naturally in how stuff happens. Like you'll be chilling, you'll be talking about something else, and the police just come. <laughs> you be chilling you talking about something else and then the police into your like oh you find out somebody else got killed by the police or you find out oh they beating on somebody else and there's a whole nother right like you literally as a black person be living your life chilling and yeah. people, think, people think we the ones who is tripping but it's like we live we cool we was living life I've, I it's happened so many times where I've just been sitting in a group of black people we chilling cooling Eating nice Panda night. Express or something, chilling. Panda Express, whatever. You hit, you hit. Look at your phone. Black people, another black person killed by the fucking police. And yeah. Got away with it, and they're not going to court, and they're not going to trial. That how don't that take the energy out of the day? Every time. Every time. And I just want to explore that through my song. So like, put in, like a uh, Jeff. He basically call it edutainment, <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> It's like me just showing that like that's how my brain works. When I'm out turning up or whatever, there there's always a moment where the police come to my mind in some form or fashion. If they 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 creeping outside the club or you know I've I've walked home like I've walked away like not like good, not drunk, nothing. Walking out of bars with a group of black dudes, and then the police just pull up on us, are y'all okay? 
we look at each other like what what do you mean like what are you talking about like we get harassed so much through existence that no one wants to speak i don't think people truly speak to how harassed we actually are by the police just the other day i was getting harassed over here walking home from across the street from my own dental school i got followed back to my my, my crib and i was like it's cold so i have on a jacket and a hoodie or a beanie or something like i don't understand but that's what i'm saying like and i think because white people is over it they tired of us talking about it but i'm like bro we just beginning y'all don't realize how much this really impact our life like y'all see the news and then you start caring once somebody get killed we care when people live yeah and they don't get no news coverage it's a lot of that that's happened to me like I ain't end up on the news because I ain't die. So, right. But it's just harassment, and harassment, and and policing. It goes hand in hand. They have to harass. So, I feel like just exploring that in the music and showing people you can make it. Like, cause I want to make songs that's like that bump in the whip too. Like, I'm not trying to make like I don't know what to call it. Like. I'm 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 not like a like I I feel like there's a certain genre of like conscious I guess a, a certain like label of consciousness that goes with music that people right. ascribe it to only certain people like only these certain artists are conscious and then these other artists aren't conscious because of their own trap beats or their own songs that maybe have vulgar language or something so they're no longer conscious and i'm like bro like how gucci may not one of the most conscious rappers to ever come out right if you listen to his music he's been conscious of this stuff for years years and years but because it's coming from gucci main people have their anti-blackness that they throw on top of it oh he got a face tat so let me not listen to nothing he got to say about the subject that's facts. I'm only gonna listen to somebody in a suit about this subject, not people who actually lived the experiences. Yeah. And that's what I wanna come combat. Like I wanna always have that in my mute. Like, bruh, we all is conscious. There's no woke people. Everybody is everybody is like that. That's why yeah. I never that word woke. Like I mean everybody's woke. Like it's just what do we want to change and what are we willfully ignorant about like and that's what i want to like explore in the music and keep 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 having with catalyst and stuff that's dope man um with that um since it is black history month what are what are some some things you're looking forward to for this month and what's some things that you'd like to share with the people <laughs> looking forward to is a strong word but I think I'm um, just I guess I'm I'm looking like forward just to um, how people decide to start to view other people outside of um different diasporas of blackness and of all people and stuff because I feel like a lot of ways um 
Black History Month is very much focused between the years 1900 through 1970. Right. That's everybody's Black History Month. Like they right. don't, nobody talk about Black History before Columbus. Like That's real. goes back thousands of years before Rome was even created, before Greek, like Greece. Greece was a baby. It wasn't even a country. It was just a group of city states. Yeah. How, how they how? Cause cause this 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 this, this is what I want people to. Okay, so how is it that Greece and Rome invented these things, but they got it all from Egypt? Egypt's four thousand years old. Before before Christ. Right. So it's really like a at this point like a six thousand year old society almost yeah so how is it that rome invented these things they invented the roads and aqueducts and why does rome and greece get all the all this they never existed how's that right. just just off a timeline if you didn't exist for 200 years how did you invent something that already was there <laughs> But I hope that's what we explore this month is year before, like before all it is, before colonization, before all of that, before the, like we have valuable deep history. Definitely. I think I'm gonna tap into a lot of that too. Yeah, that was destroyed on purpose. On purpose. Like with the Sphinx, I don't know if a lot of people know this, the Sphinx in Egypt, they knocked the, the nose look like my nose. Yeah black black ass nose <laughs> and they knocked that black ass nose <laughs> that speaks yeah, none of that none of that none of that and now all the sphinx don't got a nose and everybody's just like oh but they not oh, looking at how racist <laughs> it ain't gonna fall off. how the rest of the sphinx ain't fall off none of the pyramids fell off the only reason the pyramids is even falling apart now is because all the ex excavation of it if they would have just left everything and never touched it never did no grave robbing grave digging i know you because you went to paris you saw all of the stolen stuff (laughs) bro i was tripping in there i was like yo we gotta go out of this section because we're about to get haunted for sure don't take no pictures why is this sitting in in france man the whole thing and so those are those things i hope people look forward to and then at least for me personally i'm gonna be releasing more music yes and i'm gonna just keep on releasing music for the rest of the year but i'm i'm excited for that for sure just to keep putting music out because i think that just that's what my that's what my thing can be is to keep making these songs come out and stuff yeah and we're definitely excited for you here um but again, thank you for your time today. Reserve, um, reserve. Thanks for waiting on me. It's all good. I was, I messed up on the time. I, I literally woke up at like, it was maybe, it might have been like 11.05 or 11.10. Yeah. And I was like, there's something to <laughs> do right now. And then I got that call from you and I was like, oh God, I got it. <laughs> I, like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta get myself together, but no, I appreciate it, uh, Kenny. And, uh, 
you know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, you know, what we keep on doing and building. Cause I think this is the foundational years, bro. Like it is. Like it's it's so dope what we're gonna do in the future. So I'm 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 looking forward to it all. Absolutely, man. Thank you again.